When I was a little girl, I had an imaginary friend. And when I grew up, he came back. He's called the Doctor. He comes from somewhere else. He's got a box called the TARDIS that's bigger on the inside and can travel anywhere in time and space. I ran away with him, and we've been running ever since. Hello and welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi episode 353 for the 16th of October 2011. This is the Doctor Who special, Series 6B. I'm Simon Meddings, otherwise known as Hawkeye Meds Under Forms, and I am pleased as punch, shall we say, to have in our little console room, in our TARDIS, our Sci-Fi TARDIS, Kenny and Rico. Hello, gentlemen. Meds. Hey, Meds. How's it going? It, it was going great until Rico played that pile of crap. Uh, that <laughs> that <we've... laughs> I think you used the word rubbish earlier when we were getting set up. I did. I used the word Which rubbish. Is rubbish uh, worse not... than what's? It, how does rubbish fit into the you know the British vernacular? Is that like one of the worst words you can use, or how does is on a scale yeah. there? No, I could I could say a, 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 a something a, I'd have to bleep a lot, out. <laughs> a lot of words. Uh, crap is one we'll we'll say, but uh, bloody crap for you, Rico. We'll say bloody crap. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> so, yeah, that clip is the we on the on BBC America. They they play that little bit of that little clip before you know the opening credit title sequence over here. So you think it's because us. You know, the Americans can't seem to figure out what the show is about. Do you think we're just stupid or something? Is that why they need to have that little Amy narration? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I think, you know. I think, I think it's, it, it's, it's almost, it's a bit like the Blade Runner narration, isn't it? It's patronizing. It's, uh, I just it's, like her voice, though. Uh, you know, anytime I can listen to Amy speak, that's good enough for me, so... Uh... Or oh, uh, or can, Karen. Podcast of Eco, you can easily edit people's uh, people's voices into just one long track. And true, and, true. And make us say whatever you like when you're at work. Oh know, wow, that's a good idea. Like... Okay, excuse me for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, this clip here. We've got he comes from somewhere else. What? He comes from Gallifrey. It, you don't need to be a new Who fan to, you know, sorry, a classic Who fan to know that he comes from Gallifrey. It was rubbed in our noses quite a lot during the Russell T Davies era. Um, he has a box. Oh, it's you know, <laughs> come on. Well, it's not a box anyway because it's a it's a ship. You I got the ship. idea that she was sort of almost saying it like she was still the little girl, the little Amy, and not and not older Amy. In other words, it's older Amy saying the lines, but it's almost like. She's speaking like a little kid would speak. You know what I mean? I don't know if that was the way they tried to do it, but that's just yeah. kind of the way I took it a little. But yeah, I I, I know what you mean. I've, I guess I've kind of gotten used to it since they've been playing that. I guess Kenny, was that just this series season that they started with that? Do you think over here? Yeah, the second half of season six. Yeah, the second half of season six is when they started with that. Yeah. So um. So anyway. Well, thank, thankfully, we won't we won't be hearing that again. I could play it again. I got on my iPad right here. We could play it again. Here we go. You know. would, you, would, you, would you like me to throw you out of these targets? I can. I can. We've done it before. Look, we've lost Casey. She's not here. Oh, all of a sudden. <laughs> click. Yes. Yeah, poor Casey couldn't make it today, so. No, no. We, we did, uh, we did the fourth doctor on her and left her in Edinburgh. She's getting married. She's, she's, getting married? That's not an excuse married, enough. So give her some slack. Oh, <laughs> 
Okay. No, she's not. I'll tell you where she is. She's acting at the moment. That's what she's doing. She's fobbed us off because she's wow. in front of the camera and she's there becoming <laughs> famous. It's atrocious. I mean, you know. But uh, oh, Casey, well. we, we do we do miss you. It's uh, it's not the same without you. So hopefully you'll be back with us for series seven. <laughs> yes, we hope so. Well, we've got about a year to go on that, right? So, Yes, unfortunately. Well, we've got the Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's coming up, so that'll be really cool. Uh, we won't be mentioning for anyone uh, listening to this, we won't be talking about anything that we've read or know about the Christmas special because spoilers and everything. And, uh, but we'll definitely have spoilers for the for all of the episodes of the of season series six we're going to talk about though right oh yeah i mean if you if, so, well frankly, spoiler if warning you... <laughs> if you've not seen all the last part of season series six look out because we're going to talk about them yeah you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of spoilers yes unfortunately we'll be having to wait until round about next uh, october <clears throat> for uh cv7 now why uh, is but... that no what do, do you guys do, do you have you read or heard anything why why there seems to be a little more time this time before. Yeah, there's a there's a, a couple of reasons. Uh, one, um, now we don't know 100% if, of course, um, Amy, uh, sorry, uh, Rory and Amy are going to come back for uh, um, for series seven. Um, but Karen Gillan is doing a play at the first part of the year, so she's going to be busy. I believe uh, Arthur Darville's um, uh, shooting a new TV series, and of course, Matt Smith's got quite a few projects already lined up. It's also as well that in uh, in the UK. Doctor Who was always put on in the autumn and winter time. It was always on a Saturday when the nights were cold. Uh, the, the, you know, it was becoming dark, and oh, it always okay. worked better. Yeah. Plus, as well, ratings-wise, although this series has actually been pretty good, uh, there's been a lot of naysayers saying that um, you know, oh, we only got six million. That's actually not true. Overnight figures were five point nine, but we've. Uh, online figures and iPlayer figures uh, that jumped it up by two million, but it was against. Um, we had ex- we're getting extremely good summers here in England, which is unusual. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, in the UK, and of course on a Saturday night when the sun's out, you, you generally don't stop in. You'll record the, your programs and and obviously go and have a barbecue or, or do something else. So I think they're taking that into consideration. Yeah. Also, the, the success uh, in America, this this series, uh, the Matt Smith series, is is one of the most successful series uh, of Doctor Who that's gone down in America. Um, so I think they're taking that into consideration as well. So I think it could be a bit more of a of a televised deal for BBC so America. You think they're trying to shift it to being on more in a normal like fall to winter or through winter time frame. I think so, yeah. And yeah. also, of course, uh, in 2013, we have the 50th anniversary. Um, Doctor Who is the longest-running science fiction program ever. And um, and the 50th anniversary, it's looking like... I mean, I've already got some reports coming through uh, on, on, on my little site that I have. And uh, Moffat is, is saying this is going to be absolutely epic. They're already planning it and they're already sorting it out. And Matt Smith is signed up to be uh, on the 50th anniversary. So that is looking to... You know, Great. all the anniversaries doctor who have always been great and have always been kind of multi-doctors whether it'll be a full multi-doctor episode on this one who knows but it'll be interesting to see if christopher eccleston comes back as he's always maintained he won't uh but you never know hopefully the uh miserable northern monkey will actually come back (laughs) that's probably a pretty big insult then right yeah the uh, yeah Excuse me, whilst I drink my uh, my my juice, uh, I presume you've both got your drinks, sir. Rico, I'm sure you have your tea. I've got some tea. I've oh, got yeah. some green tea. Yep. Uh, Kenny, what you got? Anything? I have a diet and W root beer. Yes. Oh, 
That, Good God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Where's your butterbeer? I thought you would have had would have brought you know loads of butterbeer back from your trip. You can't bring it back. It's not. Oh, you can't it's buy not it in bottles. No, you can buy it, but you can't buy it in bottles. It's just fresh. Oh. You yeah, have you, to make your own then. Like yeah, a, you got to figure out a way to make it. Yeah, it sure looked good in your pictures from your trip to uh, to the Harry Potter world down there in Florida. It was it was definitely excellent, and I. I found uh, uh, recipes online, so I'll definitely give it a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, you'll have to send us an email. you have to send us the recipe. I'll have a go. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right then. Well, might as well crack on with uh, what we're all doing here. But otherwise, uh, we'll be killing several stars with uh, us hanging around in the TARDIS. So, uh, might as well crack on with uh, the first one, the episode. It was uh, broadcast on Saturday, the 27th of August on uh, BBC One in England, the day after in America. And episode one, Let's Kill Hitler. All right, here we go. Let's say no more about it. Okay, so episode one. The Doctor, Amy and Rory get together in the middle of a field and they come across River's friend Mel's and she pulls a gun on the Doctor and demands that they go and kill Hitler. They end up back in Berlin and, uh, and we set to see Hitler. Now... <laughs> Hitler, here played by Albert Welling, uh, does a pretty good job. And Mel's played by Nina Toussaint White. Again, of course, we're back with the Doctor, played by Matt Smith, Rory Arvidovel, and Amy Karen Gillan. Kenny, what do you think of episode one, the opener to series 6B? I thought it was fantastic. I love, I, I, was, I was not expecting that Mel's was River. <laughs> that when she changed, uh, that was like an oh my god moment yeah yeah it yeah. was it was incredible and i mean that that to me that i didn't care about anything else in that entire episode it was that moment that actually that is one of my favorite episodes one of my favorite moments of doctor who yeah oh no i mean it was a, it was a pretty big surprise uh, to me as well uh, rico what, what about you yeah i thought it was really good the uh now Remind me, Meds, was this supposed to be sort of a direct follow-up to where they left it when the first part of Series 6 ended? In other words, because uh, what was that last episode before this one? It was called uh, A Good Man Goes to War. Is that is yeah. that the one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think there's meant to be uh, a couple of months break in it, I think. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. This, this, yeah, I liked it a lot. The, there's a lot that happens in this episode and, you know, for the first one back after the break, uh, you know, one, one thing I kind of thought that there'd be more Hitler involved in it. <laughs> don't they yeah. just sort of throw him in the closet at one point and, and, and then he, he, you know, you don't really see him much anymore after that. that 
and that's then, it. Yeah, the, the doctor says Rory put Hitler in the cupboard. Yeah, frankly, <laughs> that's probably the best thing we could have ever have done to Hitler. Yeah, I, I thought that was definitely <laughs> you could definitely pick up the the British fun with you know the you know put Hitler in the closet over there. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was good. I, I like that, and uh, I always like the episodes that have all of them kind of working together a bit mm-hmm. too. You know, there were quite a few of episodes that. Um, I don't know. I guess it's not just been this series, but you know, they when they get separated a bit, I, I maybe don't enjoy it as much. But when they're all kind of working together more, that and that happens a bit in this one, and then you got all the stuff with um, with River and everything, and the big reveal like uh, you were just talking about. So yeah, this is a great episode, and it it definitely makes you want to watch, you know, continue to watch too by the end of it for the re- for the rest of them or for the next one at least, and you know, as it goes and. I think most people at this point, if you're watching, you probably are, you know, somebody that watches. I don't think anyone watches Doctor Who casually. Like, oh, I'll just watch this episode and maybe another one in a few weeks. I don't think you can Mm. really do that. (laughs) I think you'd be confused. You know, some shows you can do that with. This is not not one of those. So I, I, I guess maybe when they do things that make you want to continue to watch or cliffhangers and that, maybe that's not even all that important. I don't know. What do you think, Meds, on that? Well, no, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, Doctor Who never used to be like that. Uh, with Doctor Who and the the older classic series, you'd get the main title and you'd get four different episodes um, to the story. Uh, the classic example of that is the very first episode, which is Unearthly Child. The TARDIS did go from someone else to a continuing story, but it was a different adventure. Um, the biggest criticism this series has got was that um, it was not for the casual viewer. True, well, right. I, yeah. think, I think that's a little bit different with, with science fiction programs. Uh, the fact that if you, if, when you're into a science fiction program, you are generally the kind of person who will stick with it and watch it week in, week out. Lost is an example of that. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. You know, these are all programs that really, you kind of, there is a story going all the way through it. Next season, of course, uh, there are meant to be less uh, story arc episodes, more individual episodes. That's probably the, re- probably the reason just to get the more uh, casual viewer. Um, I I love this episode because I like the fact what they do with Hitler. Um, I was slightly concerned about the whole title of "Let's Kill Hitler" because um, you're thinking, "Oh, this this could be this could be a bit dodgy." Uh, but throwing him in a cupboard is is probably just the best thing you could do with him. Yeah, the... I agree. I, I agree with Kenny regarding Mel's, and this actually breaks a, um, a a question that has often come on in Doctor Who, which was. Could the doctor regenerate into uh, somebody with a different skin color, like a, a black, uh, a black actor's playing? Which you know, I think I don't think anyone's ever said, "Oh no, that couldn't happen." Now, of course, you could do so. It opens up the frame a little bit more for for more actors to to come in the role uh, of the doctor, um, which which I think is be pretty good. It's it's a, it's a shame Noel Clark has already been a, a companion, so I think he would actually have been quite a good actor to play the doctor. Um, I'm still I'm still holding out on that thing of people saying, well, the doctor could be a woman. No, that's a big <laughs> no, no, I, I would. And this is hand on heart. And I don't care if anyone sends me hate mail. Yeah, if that happens. I will stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting that you say that. I, it's, um, you know, the uh, I, I guess, you know, in, in something like Trek where they just change the lead person, it's not supposed to be, you know, the same person. You know, it's not supposed to be, you know, the doctor, even though he changes the way he looks and regenerates, it's still him inside, basically. So there's a lot of like, you know, I could understand that the whole 
keeping him a guy type of thing. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I mean, I've only really watched since this kind of restart or reboot or whatever you want to call it when it started in uh, 2005. I've I only watched a few of the older episodes over the years mm. here or there. Hit or, I think some of the ongoing story arc stuff, though, I think is... I think that's just part of television and, and especially sci-fi these days. Oh, you know, definitely. I, I yeah. think it's I think whether it's 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 made in in Britain or it's made in the U.S. or wherever it's made, I I, just, I don't know what do you think about that, Kenny. The uh, the you know this idea of an ongoing story more than just each episode being its own thing. It, it just seems like that's the way they do stuff now. Yeah, that that's definitely the the way a lot of series do that. But you know, you know. You know with things like Lost, you know, have an ongoing storyline. Um, but it is nice to have self-contained episodes also. Yeah. Just because you, it's, it's hard to get newer viewers when it's a long-going story. Sure, right. You know, uh, it, it's, hard to, it's, hard, it's hard to jump in to a spot. You know, I think that's why they actually do that opening for Doctor Who's, because if a new person's coming, they can be, you know, two seconds, they know exactly what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I was thinking about all the TV and the shows that I watch these days and just about all of them pretty much are this kind of format of, there may be standalone episodes, but there is always sort of an ongoing story. And some of them it's more or less every week is just sort yeah. of, it's almost like, okay, this happened in your life. And then, then a couple of days or some period of time goes by and now this happens mm -hmm. and this happens. And, oh, you remember that guy that went away, you know, three episodes back? Well, now he's back and he's doing this or whatever. So, I it I like it myself. I I don't have a problem with it at all. I know we were talking on the forum a lot about it in the last you know month or two, but uh, I I enjoy it. It doesn't bother me. Now, what what do you guys think about? I'm sorry. It, no, come on, uh, come on, Kenny, come on. No, I was gonna say it, it only bothers me if a series doesn't make it and it gets canceled. Yeah, get oh. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's like what. <laughs> Like yeah, flash yeah. forward, or you know, or anything in the last yeah. few years, it's like you, okay, you invest all that time into it, and then you don't get a payoff for it. Which yeah, sucks. yeah, yeah. Some somebody actually put on. The, I think it was uh, Bev's plaything. I think uh, put on the form uh, form about Survivors, the uh, remake of the classic uh, British uh, sci-fi program, and that, and that actually had pretty good viewing figures, and it was cancelled after series two and left on a cliff deliberately left on a cliffhanger. <laughs> which is just i mean i can see why they did it because it's sort of like oh, okay you're going to cancel us well we'll do this then um, but also for the viewer <laughs> you go oh man <laughs> like, yeah but, yeah it's it's, you know, it's rough yeah. but who knows and what did you guys think of uh the test selector the uh the, the people in the the, the little the, the little fellas yeah the little the, ships the thing yeah yeah the little the robot the robot with the little people in it Go ahead, Kenny. I'll let you comment first. Go ahead. I thought it was cool. I, yeah, I mean, I, it, 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 obviously it plays a bigger part in the series than, mm. you know, we know at this time. But um, it, it, was a, it was cool, and it was just a way to, to give exposition, you know, so River can see who River was and hear what she does. You know, it was just a way of, uh, I don't know, it was, I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was really cool. Mm, mm. Cool and cool special effects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was really that was really good special effects. Because we've seen some dodgy ones in Doctor Who, but I think that was that was actually pretty good. What, what about you, Rico? Do you like it? Well, it was okay. It didn't bother me a lot. I, I found it a little too much of you know like the 
whatever that movie is, um, they shrink down and they go inside to, you know, the old like late sixties fantastic voyage. Is that it? Yeah. Is that, is that in the, the... in the spice? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, uh, you know, I, even though I like sci-fi and I, you know, I can, I can pretty much swallow and take down all the different things they do, travel through space, time, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. For something to, something about miniature, you know, tiny little, you know, things has always kind of been a little more difficult for me to kind of accept. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I can, I can take all the rest of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but something about miniaturizing. Yeah. you know things or people or whatever down has always been a little bit of a problem but no it's it's okay it's it's a good it certainly becomes important later yeah like kenny said and 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 it it was um i kind of knew what was going on i mean i don't know i'm trying to remember how this episode played out if that sort of becomes the way they reveal it is you don't realize it at first isn't that the way it went and uh and then later you learn that they're just this little thing inside of her Mm. Is that is that what happens, or do you know from the get go what's going on? I'm trying to remember. I haven't watched. No, I think you know no, early no. on that it's a robot, or that there's people inside. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, that that robot. I mean, there's we have a comic over here uh, called the Dandy, and um, it was there was a comic strip called the Numbskulls, and that was what it was all about. It was about a, a bloke, a human bloke, who had little little fella versions of him. Like controlling in his eyes and his mouth and his oh, brain, okay. pulling levers and all that. And I believe there was a, a, a Eddie Murphy film, another terrible Eddie Murphy film, I should say, uh, in which that was that was based on that. Um, Eddie oh, yeah. Murphy, yeah. He, he, where he they were controlling him, sort of yeah. from the inside, like yeah, that. Yeah, that. I can't remember what it was called. Well, frankly, I, I don't, I don't care. Um, some, um, <laughs> some little bits <laughs> of truth. <laughs> oh, Eddie Murphy, what? Where did it go wrong? Um, Probably the yeah. one at Spice Girls. Anyway. Uh, so some trivia for this episode. Now, filming for the current series wrapped on Monday the 11th of July 2011. And ironically, the final scenes to be shot were the opening moments of Let's Kill Hitler, which I always quite find that quite interesting that that's the, the last shot. You know, I mean, we know that they don't film things in order, but, you know, yeah. they've done all that and sort of thing. Uh, when River uh, Stroke Melody says, hello, Benjamin, she's alluding to a line spoken in which film? Any of you know? I have not a clue. Right, it's it. a classic American film. The line is, hello, Benjamin. Uh, no? uh, is, it the, is, it the, is it from like the 60s or early 70s? Am I uh, thinking? Uh, yeah, late, I think it's 67, 68. Is it Dustin Hoffman? That, it is. Yeah, the 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 graduate, right? Hey, that's yeah. it. Rico gets a point. Yeah, yeah because it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's Mrs. Robinson, isn't it, that says it, it or something? Mrs. Robinson is. Yeah. And uh, the last little... Uh, now, that just shows little... how old I am. That's all. Yes, it does. Um... <laughs> you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. Uh, uh, Amy no, I'm just Mel... a film buff. It doesn't show that. It's just I'm just a film guy, so... Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Move, moving along. Moving along. Uh, Amy Asmel's Who Steals a Bus? What is the link to that? Anyone know? Who Steals a Bus? bus it's a it's a it's a little nod to a doctor who episode yeah the one the planet of the dead that's it kenny well done the one where they're out in the the, in the like the middle of the desert or whatever that thing yeah the really another rubbish episode (laughs) well the one with the guest girl in it right the guest uh the the bionic woman girl or whatever her name is yeah michelle ryan yeah 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 
All right. Terrible episode. There you go. Anyway, so let's crack on to episode two broadcast on Saturday, the 3rd of September, day before my birthday, I should point out, for those people who want to send a card next year. And this is called Night Terrors. All right. Perfect, we go. Brilliant line. You see these eyes, they're old eyes. And the one thing I can tell you, monsters are real. The TARDIS takes the Doctor, Amy and Rory to the scariest place in the universe where the Time Lord must help a little boy called George and his desperate father, written by Mark Gattis. Um, uh, The little boy here, George, played by Jamie Oram, and Alex, the father, played by Daniel Mays. Um, Rico, what do you think of this episode? Is it a scary episode? Well, I, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's not a scary, at least to me that much. I've never, when I, even when I was a little kid, monsters in the closet and that kind of stuff didn't bug me or bother me that much. But there's something I I really like about this episode. I think there are some people that didn't seem to care for it that much, but Mm. I I like the fact that the doctor seems really taken with George, you know, he really seems to want to help him and protect him. And he sort of has this father kind of quality or, you know, he's... I don't know. He's never really had children, right? So, you know, but the fact that you get to see him here working with this little kid and helping him and also trying to figure out what's going on at the same time and all of that together, I I just really liked it a lot. I I, I just found that it was really, you know, a touching kind of episode with that little kid Mm -hmm. in there. And he did a great job, too, by the way. What did you say, the actors, the little boy? It's uh, Jamie Oram. Okay, yeah, I, I think he did a great job. You know, they, what do they say in, in Hollywood or whatever? Don't ever work with, you know, animals and children or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think he was he was great. So, uh, yeah, I like this episode a lot. And, and it was, you know, I guess one of its more standalone episodes this year, too. Mm-hmm. Kenny? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I did enjoy it. I thought the makeup and the special effects were creepy. Especially yeah. the doll heads. Mm. That that I don't know. Some some with dolls are really especially in a dark. You know, I knew immediately that they were inside the house, the doll house. So I mean, that yeah. wasn't a shocker when we find out. Yeah, know. I felt the same way. That didn't surprise me. Yeah, that was kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think but, that was meant to be a surprise because I mean, no. I think uh, Chris put on the forums and oh, that you know, they, I didn't believe that straight away. And it's like, well, I'm not being funny, but the the line where Rory turns and says, "Why would anyone make a wooden frying pan?" is the giveaway. It's the hint. That's the that's the key. You know. True. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, plus the eyeball in the cabinet. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just it kind of. Uh, Screams dollhouse, but no, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, and like Rico said, I love the interaction between the doctor and uh, George, and mm. I, I like the interaction between the doctor and his father, George's yes. father. Yeah, um, yeah, was a lot of fun. Very funny. Doctor is so wacky in this episode when he comes yeah. out and you know telling uh, George's father the truth about monsters, and it's so. I love that interaction, which is so much fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, brilliant portrayed there by Daniel Mays. Actually, the, the lot of the, um, the, the the lines that they did by when they're in front of the refrigerator, 
uh, and that, that bantering against each other is actually all improvisation. Uh, and I think those two just hit it off with each other so well that they they really did they really did do good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I thought we lost Kenny then. I think. I think there. we maybe did for a second. I don't know if he's back or not. Ah, uh, no, he has. Yeah, he's uh, he's just trying to reconnect. Might yeah. have to make a mark on this one, Rico, so we can edit it out. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Ah, he's I think, back. I think he's back. Okay. Yep. You okay, mate? Sorry, guys. I'm having right. some major internet issues, so if I go quiet, you'll know why. Okay, that's all right. We'll 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 press on. <laughs> just keep talking. Okay. Yeah, just keep going, and I'll pop back in. Okay. Uh, let's carry on. Then. Uh, Rico, you, you asked something earlier on about uh, did the doctor having children. This is one of the big questions, uh, something actually we may find out uh, uh, in the next series. Now, when we first ever meet the doctor in the first episode, uh, he has his granddaughter with him uh, called Susan. Uh, now it's never mentioned anywhere else again whether um, he, he that is his properly his, his granddaughter, um, but I've always had the opinion that it, that it is, which means he has had children. And I'm sure in one of the epi- one of the in the new series, he does say that he's had a family in the past, uh, and of course he's been married to Queen Elizabeth I, although they didn't have children. So that is, I think he does have a natural instinct with uh, with kids. I really do quite like this episode. I think this is one of Mark Gattis's, um better scripts. Um, I don't. I think he failed a little bit with uh, on the last series with the Victory to the Daleks. There was there was something I didn't quite like about that. And uh, and please feel free to go back and listen to that last uh, Treks in Sci-Fi episode. It's a great, It's a heartwarming episode. The the end scenes where the the dad goes to pick up George and says, "I'm there for you. I won't. You know, I'm always here for you." Mm-hmm. He's fantastic, yeah. and I and I must admit, you know, it was it was close to bringing me, you know, tears to my eyes, which is very rare for me. Um, and and I just thought it was a, it was a great episode, a great episode too. I thought, considering you know we, we just started. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's so, the, it was yeah it was uh yeah it it gets you a little worked up in a, definitely some spots in this one. Oh yeah, and that, that's what's good as well. You want that kind of emotion. It can't always be, you know, scary or funny or anything like that. You need that little bit of bit of emotion. There's some great little facts here on on this one. Or some nods. Uh, the Doctor mentions uh, Snow White and the Seven Keys to Doomsday. Now this is a cheeky allusion to a stage play called Doctor Who and the Daleks and the Seven Keys to Doomsday, also known as Doctor Who: The Seven Keys to Dooms- uh, Doomsday. Uh, the show premiered in December 1974 and also co-starred Wendy Padbury, who was a uh, Zoe as a companion um that's something that's always really good hello stormy all right my daughter just come to say good night hello yeah okay sorry about that guys it's all right See, see, it's no obvious. Problem. You know, meds, meds has got a soft, soft spot for the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's hard to have, it's hard to have kids and not feel that way. You know, when there's uh, especially you know this episode, it um, it pulls that out. <laughs> yeah, she's just wearing her Cinderella dress as well. Oh, is that is that for <laughs> Halloween coming up? No, it's because she likes to dress up as a little princess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Although we was watching Shrek earlier on, hence the reason why I was having a moan about uh, Eddie Murphy. But uh, well, there you go. Um, another little uh, fact here: the Psychic Paper makes a return. Uh, we haven't seen that for a while, and I, I'm quite—I don't particularly like the Psychic Psychic Paper. I thought it was getting a bit overused, a little bit like the Sonic Screwdriver is. I think that's getting—I uh, think that's getting slightly overused, especially in this series. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky. That's a whole other discussion, I guess. But I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't bug me too much yeah. in a way, you know. It's kind of like, I don't know. They, it, it's, it is what it, you know. They, he needs to have something, you know. When you, when it comes down to it, I mean, I, I think if they make things more difficult and more complicated for him, if he doesn't have a, you know, something, whether it's the screwdriver, the paper, or something on the TARDIS, I guess to get out of things, you make things more difficult for the Doctor. Then you've got to have a way for him to get around it. You know what I mean? Not- that's why yeah, that's I guess true. I think I but, think that's better. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm agree with Matt. I think it's it's a, it's their go to. You know, mm. if they need to get him out of a situation, just pull out the sign of the screwdriver instead of them coming up with a really cool, ingenious way of him thinking about it and getting out of it. They yeah. just go the easy route and do the sonic screwdriver. The, the, so if they didn't have it, they would write better. Yeah. Well, did. you know what? The, the way I look at that though is the it's never for like the big stuff. I always still feel that for the bigger moments in whatever the episode is, he he uses his intelligence, his wits or whatever to, you know, solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like it's just to get through a door, or unlock a computer thingy or whatever it happens to be, shut something on or off. But it, it's still the big stuff. I, I, I don't know. It's not like he's using the screwdriver, pulling it out and saying, okay, now... All the monsters are gone, George. I just I just used my sonic screwdriver and they're all gone. Everything's fine. So I don't know. Yeah. That's just that's just me. But I think later in, later in this series, though, he is literally uh, have to be to be careful how you say pulling it out. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there's no explicit tag on tricks in sci-fi. You know, it's, it's it's as bad as Harry Potter pulling his wand out all the time. It's just you know the Doctor never had a sonic screwdriver in the first three incarnations of his life. He used it rarely in his third, fourth. Uh, quite a bit fifth not so much so so you know he has he has been there without the sonic screwdriver and it, it's almost becoming you know a little bit too obvious and i think i mean i love it don't get me wrong because i think it's a beautiful design and it's it's something i want to get hold of myself to put on to on the shelf but yeah no i think it's just a little bit too it's like what kenny says it's it's easy to turn around and stick him in the corner and, and use a sonic screwdriver and as later on it started to shoot laser beams oh that's not too good but we'll we'll come to that as um as as we go on but um so might as well crack on to episode three <laughs> <laughs> get, get out of this one quickly um this uh broadcast saturday the 10th of september and this was the girl who right waited all right here we go Save me. So I have to choose which wife do I want. Which one's everyone? If they touch you, you go to sleep. Okay, so overview here. Show me the earth, show me hope. Did I ever tell you about this boy I met there? He pretended to be in a band. The girl who waited was a breathless mixture of action and heartbreak. We learned more about Amy and her husband, with Rory himself finding out just a fraction of what it's like to be the Doctor. The Doctor once again saw the perils that people endure in order to travel with him. 
and we meet a version of Amy who had grown old alone. All that plus a deadly plague and the horrifying handbots and a pair of rather fetching spectacles. So, um, Kenny, what do you reckon to this one? The girl who waited. Loved every minute of it. This was one of the most emotional Doctor Who episodes I've ever watched. I must have cried a million times on it. It's one of my. It's my favorite of season six by far. Oh, I thought I like. Karen Gillian. Yeah, her her acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought uh, Arthur. He stepped. I love season six for Rory, especially this last half. He's really coming to his own as a character. Yeah. And I just, I love their interaction. I loved his dilemma of having the two wives. Karen did an unbelievable job of playing the younger Amy and the older Amy. Everything about this series, everything about this episode was just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, Rico? Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way as Kenny. This is, uh, it's just fantastic, this episode. It's the acting, you know, I, I've always, one of, one of the things about Doctor Who, you know, over the series seasons that I've liked is just these people are so darn good. I mean, they're like, do you guys have Emmy Awards in the UK? Do you have anything like that? Because <coughs> they're just so good. And, and like Kenny said, Karen, and, and they're all, all three of them in this episode, especially, are just uh, fantastic, especially obviously Karen, because she has to play, you know, the old, the future and present Amy or whatever, the older or the younger mm. Amy. And she just does a lot of little things with that. It's not just what she says, the script, it's just how she moves, how she looks, her her tone. And, and I, I just think she does a great job. And it's a, it, it's a really, I think that this is obviously to me a big setup for. And getting ahead of things a little bit, but um, it's a big setup for the doctor starting to realize that it, it's it's really uh, a dangerous place for people to travel with him, you know, to be with him. Yeah. Where each week, or you know, each, not each week, maybe for them, but every time they go somewhere, there's this this chance that something bad is going to happen. And in this case, it, it it really actually does happen. You know, Amy gets left mm-hmm. behind in this place, and. And she's there, and she keeps waiting and waiting for them, and then they they don't really save her in a way. They they, they sort of change things. It's sort yeah. of like, uh, you know, a time travel situation, but they're, you know, they it, she did actually go through everything she has to go through. They just sort of stopped that, and they, they were able to go back and kind of scoop her out of that. But in a way, in a certain sort of parallel universe, whatever, she actually did go through all that. And I think uh, that kind of bugs the doctor and makes him realize this is uh, maybe that having Rory and Amy around, even though he likes it, he likes the companionship. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. such a good, you know, a good idea for others. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. find it quite interesting that the fact that, um, uh, you know, Amy's really, you know, she's been waiting there for uh, how long it is, 40 years maybe. Uh, and she's really off and all that. She forgets that Rory waited 2,000. You know, it's like he's waited there. He waited 2,000 years as a centurion, hanging around, dealing with fires and killing people. She has to wait 40 years and she whinges. Typical. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, except I, I, they never really explain it very good when Rory did that. But I, I got the impression that it wasn't quite the same way that, in other words, I always thought the idea that he could almost sort of like, it wasn't like 
two thousand years of normal living would be. It, mm. Am I explaining that right? As as the you know he wasn't really completely human at that point. So I had this idea that that time passing for him felt a little different. Yeah, I don't know I if think, I'm explaining yeah. it right, but the you know what I mean though. Kind of I, I see your point, but the uh, she also has to to. Um, you know, in this place that they're at, what is it called? Is there a name for it? This, 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 this place she's stuck in. No, I haven't got, I haven't got a name for it. No. Yeah, but anyway, where this, this, this sort of white, you know, room they go into, and then she gets stuck in in there. Um, but whatever it is called, it wasn't a very pleasant place to be stuck in either. Not that um, where Rory was stuck when he was a Centurion thing, you know, guarding. Mm maybe wasn't but anyway besides all that it's still a great episode the only thing i and i think we talked about this at one point meds even on the forum but you know amy looks pretty good for 40 years later <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean they could i think they could have uh put her hair a little bit more gray you know yeah she's uh, she's got but, a good beautician that she finds in there somewhere to go to every week a couple weeks or something like that is all i can say because uh, uh it, it it was they they make her face look older a little bit you know there's some makeup and stuff done but and she, they make her look a little heavier in the face and things. But, yeah. but yeah. boy, her hair still looks really nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kenny, are you back? No, I think we lost Kenny again. Yeah, he's he's been definitely having some internet. Well, let's press on, and then hopefully he'll be able to connect back in. I'll, I'll check. Uh... Oh, he's kind of back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Scott, you're breaking up as well. Actually, I don't know if I. Am sound I really? Okay. No, you sound yeah. okay, Meds. All right. Yeah, you're breaking up quite. Well, we may need to have a edit reconnect or something if it continues if we can't get Kenny yeah, back. Yeah. Should, should we do that now? Should we just hang up and then? Well, he just one? dropped again, so let's let him hook on. Why don't you go through your uh, trivia stuff on this episode? Okay, yeah. Well, there's a nice little connection here to Harry Potter. Um, we're not talking about whopping your one day, so I can tell you that. Well, actually, <laughs> didn't mean to interrupt you, Meds, but you never really kind of did. You give us your overall oh. feel for this episode. I. I uh -huh. No, I didn't actually, did yeah. I? Oh, yeah, I missed that. Sorry, I didn't mean to push you on into the trivia. Uh, well, we, I, I really did like that. And for the same reasons that everyone uh, else said, it's it's a great little episode. And it's nice to have just those three together. It's rare that you actually get them all together in that kind of, you know, there's, there's no one else around, really. Uh, there's no other, well, human actors. True, um, right. This is just a focus on the three characters, yeah. Yeah. Um, the... Amy's acting, uh, Karen Gillan's acting is he's brilliant. And even Matt Smith turned around and he reckons that this is her best uh, best episode in the whole of her reign in Doctor Who. And I have to agree. I thought she was fantastic. And the the, the, the scene with um, Rory and Amy at the end where uh, you know they put the hand against the pane of glass and she says, if you love me, you won't let me in. I think that's heartbreaking. It really is. It's it's just a fantastic scene. Oh um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, it's definitely a tearjerker one. It's, I know, Kenny. You said that you, you did get, you know, you kind of got to you on that one. And I think and and brilliant writing for it to work like that. Um, there's a nice little uh -huh. nice to uh, to Harry Potter, Kenny. Uh, Dolores Umbridge turns up in this uh, episode. Really. Yeah, the actress Amelia Staunton is the voice of the interface. Oh, okay. There That's you cool. Go. We are, we are, we I offer didn't know these, that. We offer these trivial bits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, 
Writer Tom McRae has said that one of the scariest Doctor Who moments for him personally was a scene in The Trial of the Time Lord where the Vervoids attack a man using deadly seed pods delivered from their hands. He speculated that the idea of hands being frightening had been subconsciously inclined to create the handbots. I actually rather like these handbots, actually. I know a lot of people moaned about them, but I, I quite liked it. I quite like the way that they put the hand on the table to have a look around. Yeah, I, I was okay with it, too. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, one little last one here. The girl who waited refers to the fact that the Doctor has two hearts. This was first established in Spearhead from Space, which is the first John Purry story. As the third Doctor lies unconscious in hospital, a medical doctor checks out an X-ray taken of the Time Lord's torso and is more than a little puzzled to discover the patient has two hearts. Always good in case you've run out of one. Um, so that's uh, episode three. Uh, it's going to episode four, broadcast mm-hmm. Saturday, seventeenth of September, and this one is called the God Complex. The rooms have things in them. There's a room here for everyone, Doctor. Even you. We're going to catch ourselves a monster. a candle to light you to bed here comes a chopper to chop off your head chop 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 Okay, so there's a room for everyone in this hotel. Doctor, even you. The Doctor Amy and Rory investigate a hotel of horror where repeat business is low, but the body count is high. A mighty monster stalks the corridors and the rooms hold visions of angels, apes, and creepy clowns. Who or what has brought them to this place? And can the Doctor solve the mystery before the residents check out in grisly style? Uh, Kenny, what do you think of this episode? If you're still there. Oh, did we drop him again? He's gone. <laughs> Poor Kenny. He lives out there in the woods with his. Yeah, uh... yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll jump in. Okay, and... you go for it. Yeah. Yeah. This one was okay. the The only thing about it, uh, you know, this idea of fear and what you fear in these rooms. So it was interesting to learn what each of them, you know, what, what they were afraid of and what they had to face and the other people that they ran into. The only thing that. After the episode, just a couple back with the, you know, with George and the little boy and the monsters, mm. I thought it was a little too soon to do another episode that was revolving around, you know, what are you afraid of? Even though this time it's the different, you know, the the main three characters uh, and you know the other people that they run into in this hotel, but it, it just. Uh, it, the Doctor, you know, the Doctor Who episodes for me sometimes overdo the 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 terror fear stuff occasionally in different episodes, mm-hmm. different season. They seem to, and I'm not, I, I don't know what you think about that meds, but there's there's more of that it seems in this in this outing than you know maybe I was used to. I don't know what it. It's not like I don't you know that it was bad or anything like that. They do a great job mm-hmm. and it's interesting. But there's, you know, even with the statues, you know, and you turn away and, yeah. and the silence and all that stuff, there's a lot of, I guess, just the emotion of fear seems to be a heavy one for the recent Doctor Who. Would you, what do you think about that? Do you agree to that, Meds? Is that yeah, no, you know, I, fear? I think that's, that's, 
well, Doctor Who's always had that fear. Uh, yeah. The, the, the primary role of Doctor Who was uh, history and fear. Uh, it was meant to, meant to educate you and also to scare you. Uh-huh. Um, and, okay. and, and Moffat is very much going back to that old premise of Doctor Who. Um, the only thing he needs to do now is add a little bit more history and get them off Earth. The, the one thing that annoys me the most about modern-day Doctor Who is this this almost going back to the third Doctor realm of, of, of always doing everything on Earth, and I, I don't like Yeah, that there's not a, as much sort of sci-fi space, other worlds showing up as there were sometimes in, like, some of the David Tennant stuff mm-hmm. a little bit, at least recently. And it's good. I mean, I'm still loving it and enjoying it. I just... I'm kind of with you. I wish they would expand that a little bit. Yeah. No, is that a budget uh, thing, do you think, partly? Is it? Is it? Is it that? Um... I don't think so because the budget is pretty high for Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, I think I, I, I sometimes think that John Pertwee always used to turn around and say he preferred having his stories uh, set on Earth because the fact that it would it would resonate more towards the general public because they they, mm-hmm. they would be scared about stuff seen on Earth. Yeah. I think that's that's probably what people are thinking a little bit. Uh, and also, also I suppose there is there is that thing that other other sci-fi shows have done stuff in space but you know when you've got a police box that can travel in time and space it would be good to go out in space really at the end of the day right uh, hot- now hotels hotels with corridors that don't change there's nice little nice of the shining on this um i was a little bit i mean the ape was atrocious you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean but i don't think it's meant to be really he's meant it's all meant to be stuff of your nightmares um right really so it's not like, necessarily have to be exactly real it's how you no. imagine it to be so they got that yeah. little way around that yeah that that's it. It's like the clown when you see the clown sitting on 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 the the end of the bed. If you look closely, the clown just looks like uh, what could be one of your relatives dressed up as a clown. You know, it's not meant to be someone you'd actually see in a circus. Right. Um, and I, I I do quite like the idea of that. I especially liked uh, when the doctor opened his door. Um, the reason why I like that is because you heard the cloister bell. And uh, the Cloister Bell was first heard in an episode called Logopolis, which is a Tom Baker episode. It's the warning sign. It's the TARDIS warning bell. It means something terrible is going to happen. Uh, we never find out what's in that, that room. But if you're hearing the Cloister Bell, it must be something to do with the TARDIS. Um, so that, to me, was, was, was pretty good. I quite like this episode. I, I, I think there was a, a, a fantastic opportunity to have had a, another future companion, which was Rita, uh, played by Amara Callan. Um, I think uh, I think it's a shame that we've we missed out on having her as a, a companion. But of course, that happened with Sally Sparrow in the uh, in the in the first uh, time we saw the Angels, which was Blink. Um, it's a shame we didn't get her. But you know, there we go. Rico, do you want to try and uh, do drop this call and phone Kenny back because he's gone again? Uh, yeah, we can try that. I, I just, uh, yeah, let me. So you're, uh, you're breaking up again. Am I? Quiet, okay. Well, let's yeah. let's do a quick pause here. I'll, I'll mark the time on the on the recording, and then I'll I'll, I'll call you right back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant.
Okay, so let's go on to a little bit of trivia here. Um, it's Marcus, which is what the doctor says. The picture of, of gold that Amy checks out in the opening minutes is actually a photograph of Doctor Who producer Marcus Wilson. Um, the Rubik's Cube turns up again. Doctor had a crack at one in Night Terrors and again toys with one of the puzzles earlier on in the God Complex. Um, I already mentioned uh, the earlier on about the Logopolis number. The, the interesting thing as well is that the Doctor's room number is number 11. And the room that Amy looks in is number seven. Now, uh, young Amy was seven years old when she first meets the Doctor. And obviously, the number 11 refers to um, number 11 of the Doctor. I think that was quite, quite nice little nods there. Yeah, I, didn't, I, did, I don't catch that stuff too much. But the, um, I would have uh, probably never known until you said that the... Um, and I always get confused about what number Doctor we're on, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. um, did you did you do you know of uh, do you have Little Britain in America the comedy program? Little Britain is that is that a uh, you mean do we get it like on BBC America? I've never heard of it before. Yeah. I've, I've a, not seen it. Oh, it's it's a sketch show which uh, which is written by David Williams who plays the the strange mole like character in it. Um, I'm not a great David Williams fan if I'm honest with you. Um, I don't particularly like him, and I, I certainly didn't like his character in this. But fair play to him for playing it that way. Um, but it, the Little Britain has a narrator in that uh, sketch series, and the narrator of that is actually Tom Baker, uh, because David Williams is a big Doctor Who fan. And oh, okay. To see Tom All Baker right. Is, so that's a little nod to that. So that's the end of that. So we might as well crack onto episode five, broadcast 24th of September, and this is called Closing Time. All right, here we go. Hello, Craig. I'm back. What are you here for? I'm the doctor. I work in a shop now. You've noticed something and you're investigating it. And because it's you, it's going to be dangerous and alien. What is that? Help me! Ah, closing time. Uh, in the last few days of his life, the Doctor pays a farewell visit to his old friend Craig and encounters a mystery. People are going missing, a silver rat scuttled in the shadows of a department store, and somewhere close by, the Cybermen are waiting. Um, nice little episode. Rico, what do you think of this one? We've lost Kenny, so it's just me and you now. <laughs> I think he might be back. I'm, I'm hearing something. I think no. he might. Kenny? Hello, Kenny. No. Um, yeah, this episode, I, I, I like this one a lot. This is probably one of my favorites for the last half of actually the, uh, the series six, because mm. I just like the fact that first the doctor, you know, he's, well, at this point he has sort of left, uh, Amy and Rory behind. Right. So, yeah. so he's decided that it's too basically dangerous. They've said goodbye. And so they're, they're behind they're They've been, they've left and he's been traveling around now. One of the things here that happens when you see him in this episode is some time has gone by, right? Time yeah. for, yeah. I should I mean, say... he's been traveling for 200 years now because he's 200 years older in the Impossible Astronaut. Right, so the... But but just the time... I should say the time not for the Doctor, but the time for Amy and Rory that they've been uh, back left there on Earth for some period of time since the Doctor left them. Yes, definitely. I mean, some, uh, a year, a couple of years, that maybe. At least been away for a year or so because Amy's, um, um, Amy's now a model. 
Right. And you don't you, you don't just become a model straight away. No, probably um, not. So yeah. uh, so right, they see this. There is a picture of her up in the department store, right? That they see, and she 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 gets asked yeah. for an autograph, yeah. I think, by a little little kid at one point. But uh, so some time has gone by. But it, yeah, no. The thing I like about this episode is, I think it's funny, and they need to do it more often. But I like the fact that the doctor is trying to do sort of normal things. You know, yeah. he goes to meet Craig, uh, and uh, Craig's taking care of his little little kid. And I love the whole fact that he can speak to the baby, or he understands what the baby is <laughs> saying. I, I love that. I know that th- I think there were some comments maybe by Feathers or Mike on the forum about, well, since when can he talk to babies? Well, he's the doctor. You know, you're always – I think it's fun when they throw something new that maybe he – he's never shown or been able to do um, before. Yeah, and I, just exactly. the idea that, what, what does he say the baby wants to be called? Storm, you know, you know, <laughs> well, that's, king that's or something? What I just called, that's what I called Stormy? my daughter earlier on, Stormageddon. Uh, yeah, Stormageddon. <laughs> he says, uh, don't, you know, don't call me whatever the baby's name is. I forget what his real name is on the, on the episode. But, uh, but yeah, the doctor can speak to the baby and, and he's just trying to kind of have a good time with his, with his old buddy, Craig, uh, who he went and stayed with for a little while in the past. Yeah. And, and then he's trying to, you know, he's working at this store and just having the doctor, you know, this, you know, guy who's old and traveled the universe to just, he's trying to do this little job in the store. It's just funny to me. And I like that. And uh, there's a lot of little moments in this episode that are, are fun. You know, I love the bit with, you know, they have the Star Trek reference where they go in the elevator and, and he's <laughs> like, it's like a beam me up teleporter thing, you know, like on Star Trek. Yes, like on Star Trek. And the doctor even knows about Star Trek. I think that's, you know, I, I've got to get a big kick out of that, of course. And uh, Yeah, there is, a, if, when he says that line, but I think you can take that line either way to a certain degree because when the doctor repeats it, he just repeats it exactly as Craig said it. So he says, yeah, yeah it's like a beam me up Star Trek kind of thing. But I, I, I really like that. I love that kind of reference. I mean, I'd rather yeah. them do that reference and actually the doctor sits down and watches an episode of Star Trek on TV. I I wouldn't like that. I don't like that because, because in my geeky little world, and Rico, I'm sure you're the same, we would love the TARDIS to turn up on the Enterprise. We'd love it just to turn up there (laughs) on the bridge and just walk Oh, they could still do that. They could still do that. You know, they could do do that. But the, uh, but I, 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 yeah, I I see what you mean. The, I thought, I kind of took it more like he knew what he was talking about, that he wasn't just mimicking it back. Or maybe he was. You know, it's a little bit of a British thing, and the way Matt Smith's performance and the way he acts and his tone and his words. So, you know, he does that kind of thing a lot throughout the way the script is written, and maybe he's ad-libbing at times. But you'll see him repeating things a lot to people or mumbling slightly when he he delivers a line. But you know what I mean? That's that's a British thing. That's yeah, he speak. has a tendency to do that. <laughs> so you're never quite sure. Does he really know what he's talking about or is he just going along with what you're saying? So Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a nice little scene when they're sitting at the, the, the dinner table and, and <coughs> excuse me, when the doctor goes, uh, shh. Uh, and the baby is quiet. And Craig goes, can you teach me how to do that? If you look closely, when uh, the doctor turns and goes, probably not, he actually looks up to the camera. And he, he do, he, he, whether it's a little A little mistake, kind of a wink to the camera, you mean, in a way? To the camera, yeah, because you're not meant to look, obviously not meant to look in the camera. But he breaks the fourth wall only slightly. I mean, you have to go back and watch it. But I love that. I love that kind of nod, kind of like, no, you can't. You know, yeah, was, yeah. That, that was another one that I, I think somebody had a comment on the forum about, too, about, you know, that he, you know, can shush the baby i'm like yeah that's that's just you know 
instinct. Yeah, but it's not the baby, though, is it? It's not just the baby because he says it's uh, oh uh, with uh, smaller-minded people because he, he shushes up the shop girl work. True, right, exactly. And also, he does it to Craig a bit and a little bit later on as well. So it's anybody at the end of the day. I just think it's a nice little bit of fun. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I like this episode too. The, the thing that I, uh, the other thing that I really like about it is, is the I, I like towards the uh, the end where mm-hmm. they have taken Craig. And, you know, big spoiler, you know, but, uh, you know, he's been sort of turned or started to turn into a a Cyberman. And and then he the um, the baby starts to cry, you know, cry for daddy. And then he basically that allows him to sort of have the will or the energy or whatever to bust out. And that that is just a cool, perfect way to do that, in my view. You know, I like the thing I like about Doctor Who is unlike Trek, of course, I love Trek, but. They put in things like that, emotional solutions to things that don't really, there's no techno babble, there's no reason for it other than it's somebody strong, their, their belief in it enough for it to happen. Like the other big moment for that that they've done that I remember was the, the wedding of Rory and Amy, you Mm. know, when she basically, you know, she kind of basically brings the doctor back in a way she doesn't forget him and again no real reasoning behind it no techno nothing it's just she remembers him and is sort of able to pull him back into reality or whatever he was you know whatever had happened to him after that whole and that Mm. you know but you know what i mean meds the uh yeah yeah yeah. that whole you know they they use that on doctor who a lot and that's what you know what gets me uh i think what appeals to me most about the show anyway is just those kinds of answers and in this episode we know where craig is like here's his baby crying and he's like don't you're not making me a cyberman yeah so i mean there's there's parts of me that i mean i quite like that the only thing i don't like about this episode is is the um putting the cybermen it's almost like put the cybermen for cybermen's sake you know do we i could see why they've done it because if they was to bring in a new enemy or a new monster you uh-huh. have to go and bring a story about them, and it, it just ruined the episode. So I can see why they did that. Oh, you mean don't like? They just seem like they. Oh, they could have been the Daleks, or they could have been the Cybermen, or whatever. Yeah, so it's it like could, who, we need. Anybody. We need yeah. one of the bad guys in here to make a menace at this place. And oh, okay, Cybermen. Okay. Yeah, 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 because they're already established. So I can see why they did that. It's just I'm, I love the Cybermen of, of old. Uh, I like the Mondas Cybermen, and uh, and thankfully these aren't the the ones that Russell T Davies created with the C on the the chest, but uh-huh. I mean, they still look the same. Because I was never happy about that. The line where Quake says, "Oh, we we defeated we defeated them through love," is cringeworthy. It's 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 like a four weddings at the funeral when. Uh, Andy McDowell turns around, uh, Hugh Grant says, oh, it's raining. He goes, is it? I hadn't noticed. And she's soaking wet. Yes, you have noticed. It's shitty writing. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree with you, the emotional thing. I do like that. I think it really does help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in a, a, an interesting, a geeky fact here that, um, and, and this is not, not something I thought of. I have to give credit to a, a, a gent called Tom Atter, who, uh, who presents, uh, one of the presenters of the Doctor Who podcast. He came up with a great idea that this cybership, which has crashed on Earth. Um, an old uh, fifth Doctor story called Earthshock, um, this had the cybership blowing up, and it blew up with one of the Doctor's companions on board. In fact, uh, it was a companion called Adric, who saved the Doctor and saved Earth um, through being on the ship and piloted. And it was the first time a companion ever died, and it was a, such a moving episode. Um, although Adric was not liked by a lot of people, now he's, he's you know people who quite like him, but 
on that episode that there was no title uh, music. It was just the credits going up because a companion had died. Oh, okay. It would, it would have been absolutely fantastic if the Doctor was on the cybership and turned around and looked for a door to see a skeleton or something at the controls with some of Adric's you know, costume on. Whether he wouldn't have took any notice or looks, but I thought that would have been would have been fantastic. Um, yeah, to have that connection to that yeah, old old that. Ep- older episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's another little uh, connection here. The the line where uh, the Doctor opens the door to Craig and says, "Oh, you've redecorated." I don't like it. Um, this yeah. is actually uh, uh, this is <laughs> <laughs> echoing the words uh, the Doctor first said in the Three Doctors, uh, uh, which was about referring to about his TARDIS, and later in the Five Doctors when he was reunited with his old friend the Brigadier. Both said by Patrick Troughton, and Patrick Troughton is the Doctor that Matt Smith works upon, um, which I love that kind of. You know, so that's a sort of a phrase that he uses, or he he has a history there with that. Yeah, it's a it's a, the second one. The Cybermats, these cool little Cybermat things, uh, the little rats, yeah, the little cyber mice or whatever. Right? Yeah, they are. I think they're brilliant. You can buy them now as well. They've just just been bought out. Do you have Do you have Forbidden Planet in America? Is is that a shop you have over there? No, we don't have any FP stores or anything like oh. that. But uh, you know, there are uh, comic shops, and, and and so much has moved online. Meds, you know, I think yeah, that yeah. a lot of people, you know, you could probably even go to, you know the biggie like amazon and buy you know a cybermat so yeah the reason why i said that because chris l on our forums was uh was inquiring about tardises not long ago in fact he might have been on the new iMessage he was talking to me about and uh, i said you can buy these great new tardises we've had the flying tardis that you can get but they've also brought out tardis from, from each of the doctors because they're all slightly different they're uh-huh. about 40 pounds they're quite expensive but you get a little figure with it as well um, worth getting hold of. There's another little note here. Linda Barron, who plays Val, who's um, the Doctor's, uh, you know, shop uh, friend in there, the elderly woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a wonderful actress. She starred in Open All Hours with Ronnie Barker, and but was also uh, played Captain Rack in the Fifth Doctor Adventure, Enlightenment. Um, she's uh, just a brilliant actress, and it was so good to see her on back on screen, especially in Doctor Who. Uh, nice to see her, actually. It's, uh, I hope we get to see her again. I don't think we will, but you know, you can but hope. Nice to see an older, an older actress in these programs. Yes, sort of definitely, I agree. Yeah. Do you want to go on to the last, the biggie? Yeah, we're going to the last one now. Then, so here we go. Broadcast October the first, episode six, the finale, the wedding of River Song. Yeah, and just as a warning, I think <coughs> it may pause or just sort of fade it down but this is a, a longer preview that you had sent me to play yes it's, it is, it's about yeah. a four minute one do you want me to play the whole thing uh yeah i mean i edited it together it's got a it's got uh, it's got the the teaser thing from the end of uh of closing time okay and it's also got the trailer so yeah might, might as well do here we go four minutes uh, the wedding of river song here to help and you are very very welcome it was funny he seemed so happy but so sad at the same time i was just a kid i thought maybe he was a cowboy on his way to a gunfight i really liked his hat 
talk goes the clock. And what now shall we play? The doctor makes his final journey to the shores of Lake Silencio in Utah. He knows only one thing can keep the universe safe, his own death. But has he reckoned without the love of a good woman? Old friends like Rory, Amy, and they come back along with Churchill, Charles Dickens and Dorian Moldova. But enemies from the doctor's past also featured with the Dalek and of course Kavarian and the Silence. Uh, Rico, what do you think of this final episode of Doctor Who Series 6? Ah, uh, <laughs> I need to watch it about ten more times, I think, to catch everything. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was a great finale. I mean, it, it's they had so much going on in this season, you know, to to kind of sew up and fix, and it all had to kind of come together. I think some things work a little better than others. I, I like the very end of it. I like how the the problem is solved 
mm-hmm. he he dies, but he doesn't die. Uh, there's a lot of good little moments in this episode with the Doctor, just and, and River, of course, too, uh, and and you know all of them, all the all the main characters. So it's but it's it's complicated, you know. It, it's and it's is it too complicated? Maybe at times a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that that's a little, um, it's difficult for them to pull off completely perfectly, I think. And then it, then it comes, then you sometimes start to think when you watch something like this, that, that it's almost a little too clever, kind of that, that factor too clever for its own good. Um, but, uh, but overall I, I was pleased with it. I like the, uh, I, I like, uh, River Song. I like the character. I like the sort of you never really exactly know is she on your side is she not on your side you know what her agenda is is she at what point in time are you seeing her you know there you know is she the one that's later on that you know always says spoiler sweetie and all that stuff you know she seems you know but then there are times in this episode where you see her where she hasn't experienced all that yet so yeah yeah it's it's good it's complicated and, and is it you know could it have been a little bit tighter and better? Maybe, you know, but it's, yeah, I enjoyed it. What, what did you, what did you think? Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, the same, the same with you, there's, there's certain things that you could pick at. And I know uh, Doctor Who fans and, and generally sci-fi fans anyway, uh, we, we can pick things to pieces a little bit too much at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. this, this episode is open to that. Um, the, you know, I, I really liked it. I, I really liked the kind of the whole acting. I like the story in it. I love the bits with Dorian. I know people don't quite like him, but I quite like the head in the box. <clears throat> oh, I liked him too. I like. I think he's great. I, I, I heck, I'd like to see the doctor just sort of pick him up and stick him in the TARDIS and carry him around with him for a while. He, <laughs> yeah. I just like him. He, yeah, he's fun. He's, I like the middle nod as well because I mean, his, his name is Dorian, but there's one bit where he says Dorian, and, and the first thing I thought of was Back to the Future, and I was thinking, oh, it's a nice little time, uh, time connection to it. Yes. Um, the, the, the faults with it lie, lie mainly with the, 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 the problems with the test selector's robot, because if that's the robot, it's moving very quickly. Um, as when we saw Amy as a robot, we saw River change to the robot, and we also saw the German guard uh-huh, you know they're right. very stiff looking and all this yet suddenly okay i know the argument is the doctor's controlling him so it's in the doctor's actions okay that's fair enough but there's no way a robot would be, would be able to regenerate um so that that was the biggest fault in it but you know is it really that important no of course it isn't um the the, the scene where you expect the doctor to t- he's going to say his name uh, i'm going to go on to that in a minute but and and River looks in, and you'll think, oh, this is the bit where you know she finds out what his name is, and he says, "Look into my eyes," and he looks in, and you can right. see him in there dancing and giving a wave. I love that. That's brilliant. That's Matt Smith all over. It's that kind of like, yeah, you know, you know what's going to happen. Man. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I thought it was a great little ending, especially with closing time at the end of that, where you saw him pick up the blue envelopes. The the, the only other thing is, of course, though, is that we have to ask. We know that the Doctor with the Stetson is the one that we've just seen with Craig, which is who's two hundred years older. Yes. So whereabouts is the Doctor coming from when you see him coming through the the side door in the cafeteria? Because you can see the TARDIS there. When is this? When is this doctor? Because he hasn't got Amy with him, and he hasn't got Rory with him. Yeah. So yep. at what point in time is that? Now, the the general census is on on all the Doctor Who forms is that this is the doctor who comes straight from the Christmas special. Oh, oh, yeah. that's interesting. What? Why? Because is there 
uh, did they see something a connection there why why it's just why it's do they the think only that? place it's the only place where you can put the doctor when he hasn't got amy and rory oh okay that's interesting yeah you know anytime you've got you know something with not only time travel, but, you know, him being, you know, at different, coming to different points in his own time stream, you know, it's one thing to go back in time, but you're not around where you were ever. But this Mm. episode, you know, there's lots of things going on like that, that I just kind of at one point, just kind of go along for the ride and instead of trying to figure it out <laughs> i think sometimes you have to i think yeah. I, mean, I mean you know there's there's plenty of other programs that have been like that like the prisoner that was like that um, yeah the whole thing yeah. the whole thing with, the, with them getting married now i know there's been a, a bit of conjecture online about this especially on on the tsf forms as well i i actually don't believe they're married because you have to be there in person to get married you can't just phone it through and being in a robot doesn't make you being there. It doesn't make you, you know, physically there to get married. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Uh, it's that's a. I have different things about it, but that that also is another one of those points to me. It doesn't really matter that much, you know, whether whether the ceremony was, you know, legit or not. You know what I mean? The you know yeah. it, it it's only like a little minor point, and I don't think it's going to become an issue in the future at all. You know, it's it's well, it does to a certain degree because if if going back to Silence in the Library, the first time we ever meet River Song, of course, is that she she does say that you know then they're married or you know the only time we say no, his name is through being married. So somewhere along the way, this happens, but as you say, was it not, this though? Was it was it this that did it yeah, though? That, it that that's time? that's the question that I kind of came up with was when it, it's one thing I I would always get that or take that as as. To, to be married isn't just the ceremony. In other words, when she mm. refers to things like that, that's more like, hey, yeah, we, we picked out China patterns and we had this little house <laughs> on a lake somewhere and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's not just the, the ceremony isn't being married. The ceremony yeah. is just the wedding. So yeah. so I guess, I guess I take that as until you see them, you know, settling down and having a couple of little, you know, doctor kids and, and, and just, uh, you know, a little, what was the, the robot uh, dog, Kate canine and canine yeah. will be running out in the yard or whatever, you know? So <laughs> until that stuff starts to happen, I will, we'll see what happens in the future. But. Yeah. And, and also of course as well that we, we, we're doing the, the terrible thing that we, we tend to do is that we associate everything with humans attitude. Uh, yes. the doctor's not human. Right. And so we'll ignore the movie on that point. And I don't know, uh, you, you are obviously, a, you know, you know, doctor who in the history, but have they ever gone into what marriage and husbands and wives and all that means for the people from his world? you know for the time lords and all that or well exactly you don't you don't know what goes on on gallifrey uh, right I mean, have he, they ever shown that or anything or, or referenced no, that no, or? not at all but i mean we of course what we always do we associate everything would be the same in other planets to what we would do because <laughs> it you know it's not going to be the, like that they have it? the wedding do the chicken dance and you know <laughs> do the yeah. conga oh, yes macarena um, macarena yeah oh no, glad never happened on my wedding. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a great little nod here that I think it's really important that we we, we mention. It's uh, the doctor phones up um, his friend uh, Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart, only to find out that uh, the brigadier has died. And this is actually the key moment in this episode where the doctor realizes he can't keep um, 
He can't keep traveling. He's got to go and deal with his destiny. Uh, this was such. A, this was a nice little nod and a really nice tribute to uh, the actor Nicholas Courtney, who played uh, Lethbridge Stewart, who sadly died this year. Um, I think all Doctor Who fans, uh, especially classic Doctor Who fans, have been looking out for some kind of nod. We had the um, the tribute to um, uh, to, to um, Elizabeth Sladen, who played Sarah Jane Smith, who also pa- passed mm-hmm. away this year yep. at the beginning of the series. Uh, impossible astronaut. So it was really nice to see this nod to um, to the brigadier. It was such a shame they never had him in when he was when he was alive and well. But a, a good tribute it was too. Um, and so really that that ends it. Really, we are ended uh, ended on this series with a a nice little nod. The doctor's alive and well. Of course, we already knew he wasn't going to die because the Christmas special was coming out, and they're not going to kill off such a good franchise, which is always the bad thing. Yeah. No, did, hoping- on that question though, did did. did it's been known and it's been settled for quite some time that Matt Smith as the doctor was going to do another series, right? That he was coming, that he was coming back. In other words, you guys never got to this episode or this point of, and they've been hinting, you know, the doctor has to die even, (laughs) you know, from the, uh, when they were first at the lake in the, in the episode that showed that, but Mm. there was never, they never kept that quiet. Right. So there was never this idea that, Oh, maybe he does die and regenerates and you're going to get a new doctor at all so that that was so yeah you guys have already everyone already kind of knew that he's going to figure out a way around this so it's well yeah i mean to be fair the reports were coming in uh, about three months ago regarding the 50 as i mentioned earlier on the in the podcast about the 50th anniversary special that matt smith has signed on to do it of course contracts can always be changed and it could always drop out so when someone signs on to do a 50th special you know that's two years away you don't need to be einstein to figure out what's going on also of course we are spoiled with the internet i mean i know we do our best on the checks in sci-fi form to put any photographs and anything's in our spoiler tags and i think the spoiler tag is the Best, best thing invented for forum work. Um, but they have so not you, started to, besides like the Christmas special, they have not, they haven't started to film anything for the, the like next season's next series, right, at all? That, no, 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 no. I don't think we're going to get any kind of uh, onset reports until around about April, May okay. uh, of next and, year. And they're still not, not sure if uh, Karen and Arthur are coming back, uh, uh, Rory and Amy, huh? Uh, we don't know yet. No, I mean, that would be a disappointment to me at least <laughs> if they yeah, don't come well, back at all. I mean, I that would it would be hard for them to not come back at all. You know, yeah. completely. Like in other words, they're just not there at all next. You know, time because they well, didn't really kind of. You know, there was no real completely ending goodbye or anything like that. Yeah, I mean the the. Um, no, I'm not going to say because we said he was full of free. So I'm okay. not going to say. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We we can talk offline, but the uh, yeah. but no, I like it. I, I like surprises to a degree, and uh, I've just yeah, really I mean, enjoyed them. And I think they've they've just done a great job this year, all of them, uh, on, on the show. So um, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I wish I it was. Go ahead, Mintz. Yeah. It's been a it's been a blind of a, it's been a blind of a series this has. I mean, I'm I, I you know I've I've made my comments know quite a bit over the especially over these podcasts that we've done them and also online that, um you know I, I was so grateful to see Doctor Who come back under RTD. I, I don't like Russell T Davis as a writer particularly, but you, you can't take it away from him for bringing Doctor Who back. But there's not really I think there's only about three or four episodes of um, new series one to five. That I can go back and watch um, uh, the Doctor dances, um, the one where the Doctor's not the Doctor; he's, he's um, he, you know, he's a school teacher, and Blink, uh, and they're ironically a Doctor-like episodes. 
I can't really go back and watch any of the others, which is a shame. But on this series, on series six, I can I, I I'm more than happily go back in there now and put the DVR in and watch all of series six, all thirteen episodes, uh, in one go. Uh, and that hasn't happened uh, on the classic series, yes, but not on the new series. So this for me has has been a, a blinder of a series. And I think Matt Smith is he's quickly becoming one of the best doctors i think and rightly so and, and the, new, the new series as well looks like we might be getting another new outfit for him as well so the tweed might be gone <laughs> yeah they did but it always works though whatever they put him in it always is nothing that drastically different you know he no. always sort of has what i would consider kind of older style clothing to a degree but still kind of classic looking and, and uh you know it isn't like they're going to put him in uh you know something like uh you know, he's going to be running around in jeans and a in a hooded sweatshirt or something. You know, oh, no, I, I, I mean, I, you know what I mean, though. It always yeah. fits. It always they they tweak it a little, but nothing nothing too drastic. But yeah, it's it's been great. And I'm really I was really happy, and I hope this continues too. But I was really happy that we finally got in sync pretty much between the U.S. and and uh, the U.K. in terms of when they were airing the episodes. You know, oh, that, grand, that, that was, move, that that was annoying move. to no end, you know, especially at one point in the past. I don't know. It, it's slowly been working itself closer and closer. But there was a point where it was we were like a month or more away or two from you guys. And yeah. that's that's no good. <laughs> well, well, as we said before, I mean, it doesn't work in anyone's advantage for, for having programs that far apart because people can get hold of these episodes via yep. talent or anything else. Yep. And people will do. If you're desperate to watch it, you will do. And so that just means people are losing. Well, it's like you said I'm about hoping. the Internet it's, and, and the spoiler situation. You know, you, you, you're anxious to see it. It's partly that. But you also are concerned and want to be able to talk to your friends about it, too. But mm. you would also don't want to know all about it before you see it. You know no. what I mean? So it, it's, yeah, that, uh, there, there's, yeah, the, the fact that they've gotten to that point is just great. It's finally, uh, you know, I, I was just sitting down, even though I, I have to do a couple of comparisons, but I was mostly sitting down, you know, this time through watching them on BBC America yeah. and, and with the commercials squished in there like they do over here. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was, I know occasionally there was a couple little snips of, of, you know, where they would were able to snip little bits of the episode out. And sometime I'll sit down and watch the the full versions, but I don't think they were able to, I don't think they cut too much. So I'm, at least that's from what I've been able to tell in here, so. Yeah. yeah. Damn them adverts. Yeah, exactly, right. So um, anything else you'd like to say about uh, the, no, good, I, the good doctor? I think, that, and... I think that's it. I think uh, he is to the Christmas special and uh, I think this was, uh, this was cool to talk to you about it, Rico. It was, yeah, it was we're cool really sorry about bit. everyone out there listening and Kenny, uh, we're really sorry we lost Kenny there a little while back. Uh, he uh, He's obviously, you know, his internet where from where he lives, from what I understand, is not the greatest. So, uh, so I think, you know, we for some reason it was working for a while and then it wasn't. So sorry about that, everyone, Kenny. Are you still there, Meds? Yeah, it's all right. You cracked up then. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just yeah. as, just as we, just as okay, we it's time to get off Skype. But uh, um, but anyway, yeah, thanks, everyone, and thanks, Meds, for doing this. I, I just uh, had a good time, and it was nice to join in on the doctor discussion for today.
No, pleasure to have you. Look, for, hopefully you'll uh, join us again for uh, Series Seven. <laughs> yeah, I would like to, or, or hopefully we can figure out. Uh, maybe with all the tech everybody has, maybe we can figure out a different way to do this. Maybe Skype isn't the best. Maybe there's something else. We'll have to do some tests. So. Um, yeah, we'll do, do some internet searching. I'm just going to mention quick meds. Next week I'm going to do a DS9 episode. Uh, it's a, a kind of a Kira episode called "Wrongs Darker Than Death or Night." Maybe one of the longest Trek title episodes. Although, no, I think that one of the TOS episodes, a couple of those has got some pretty long titles. And then on the 30th, everyone, get your uh, audio recording gear out and, and, and send me in a spooky or a scary story of a few minutes long uh, to treksf at gmail.com because I want to do a little Halloween episode where everyone's sharing some spooky or scary stories. So, so that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. But thanks for doing this, Meds. I'll get yeah, uh, a couple fine. of edits in and tweak it up, and, and we'll get it out on the on the feed. And uh, it was uh, it was great. I'm gl- I'm awesome. glad to, to to talk to you about it. I, I just love this series so much. I I, I talk it up as it, it, to people because there's still a lot of the you know U.S. people that Doctor Who 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 Yeah Doctor Who What <laughs> Not <laughs> the as final much question of course the final question Yes the that's true who? Yeah the, the Doctor Who <laughs> There's a lot of people that really got kind of annoyed at that. It seemed like I, I, I thought it was lo- I liked it. I, I liked it a lot, but a lot, hmm. a lot of I don't know. What was your take on that, Doctor Who? <clears throat> well, I, you know, I really like it. I mean, at the end of the day, the Doctor, the Doctor is known as the Doctor. It's that's that's yeah. obviously well known. But in uh, earlier episodes, uh, oh, at least up to I think the fourth Doctor on the credits, uh, it wasn't the Doctor. He was Doctor Who. Ah, so, you know, okay. There, but there, there was never a question mark or an exclamation mark after the after the name. After so it. you know, take it, take it around. But yeah, I mean, basically, we all know that if you can't if you can't fathom this out, that the question is, who is the doctor? It's like doctor, doctor who? You know where he comes from. We all know that. But I mean, right? The, the, there's, there's so much to his backstory. Who is he really? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and of course, his name always comes up. But yeah. anybody wants to know that? Well, you should read a certain book, but. You'll have to ask me on the forum. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mads, we'll take care. Just hang on for a second. I'm going to stop the recording. But everyone, okay. uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
Saturday, 27th of hunger. Of hunger. You can tell what I'm thinking there. Uh, 27th of <laughs> August. Um, and then I'll say the title to I'll say, Let's Kill Hitler. And then if you play the clip, uh, and then I'll, because I'll, I'll know when the clip ends anyway. And then we'll just come in and talk about it.